episode is brought to you by Squash Clothing and Sugar Life. Welcome to the Overly Excited Podcast, hosted by Jack Watts and Dale Sidebottom. Two friends with a passion for life, learning... And all things that get them jumping jump out of their seats. <laughs> and we're back on ding, the ding. Overly Excited Podcast. Jack Watts here with Dale Sidebottom. Um, how's your week been, Sidey? How, how are you travelling? What's he going really well, mate? Actually, I've... Uh, Little story for you, like I've been finding it tough lately. I told you, like I've got uh, just a one-year-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old, and for some reason, my two-and-a-half-year-old apparently they pick one parent that they like more. Anyway, for the last probably two, three months, he just screams at me, "No, daddy, no, daddy!" Like any time I come near him, I keep trying all these different things, and my work is I make people feel happy. I'm like a young <laughs> kid, but I am the grumpiest, worst person ever at home now because I've had enough. So anyway, I had a really good day today, real creative. When I'm creative and in flow, mate, I'm on. So I'm like, I'm going to do something different. So I walked in the house and we got like a sound bar and I always put music on and normally listen to like Fleetwood Mac or Oasis or something, a bit slower. Yeah. Tonight I put Fisher playlist on on Spotify and just cranked it. I was on, we are dancing. Had a really good night. Changed his mood. Didn't wow. even allow him. So what I realised is he likes a bit of upbeat tempo, <laughs> a bit of one twenty eight beats per minute. Sounds like his dad. He just wants to break it down. So mate, I'm yeah. I was just you know when you have a little win. Yeah. Oh, a little win tonight. Like it just no, no one else celebrating or yeah. whatever. It's just personal. So um, yeah, that's, that's it. Made me really happy, mate. That's good. Yeah, I, that's interesting because I hear that a fair bit from people who who, who have kids that. You know, it's basically mum, 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 mum. Yeah. Like, that would be hard as a, oh, as a dad, you know. Mate. And, like, I I know when I go to pick up my niece and nephew or whatever and, you know, early days they don't know who you are and they, they're scared of you and as soon as you go to, and they cry and they, you know, I couldn't imagine if that's, you know, your own kid sort of thing, but it's pretty common, isn't it? It is, mate. Like, and mm. literally, like, I'll go away for a week, work or whatever, I'll come back, I've bought presents, I'm really excited and I walk in the door and he sees me and goes, no, no. Oh, I'm like, shit. oh, man. like, <laughs> Way like to break my heart. Oh, it's literally. So anyway, I'm like, I am the adult here and I've just been biting and firing back and like having these arguments with a nearly three-year-old. Like, yeah. grow up, Dale. So anyway, I had a really uh, – yeah, had a good evening tonight, yeah. mate. What yeah. about you? Now uh, – You've uh, got through October sober. Sober October. Sorry, um, I got that wrong. Just about, yeah. Um, we, we may have had a couple of maybe one or two days here or there where we just enjoyed ourselves a little bit. <laughs> but, um, you know, I spoke to everyone that I was doing it with about it and we are all sort of on the same page. But I think it's, um, you know, overall it's a pretty drastic change from where I was and, and it's been an incredible month, you know. Nice. Um, and that's uh, – I know I was talking before – Sleep's one of the biggest things in the world. Mm. It's the most important thing. It doesn't, do you know what I mean? You can have a bad diet, you don't train, uh, yeah. you can do so many different things, too much screen time, whatever. But if you're not sleeping, yeah. every aspect of your life just slowly disintegrates. And I know, I didn't realize, but you struggle to sleep and you're getting up mm. at weird hours and mm. probably thinking about dragons and stuff <laughs> at, at 2 a.m., wanting to read about your fairies. So, um, Mate, your sleep mm. is back. And yeah. You're back. Yeah, yeah, feeling really good. It's it's interesting. Like the last, you know, as we spoke about, I think last week on the pod, that I haven't been down to body fit as much. I've signed up in another gym, and and I'm still going down in a lot of mornings, but I've just given myself sort of that opportunity or that option if I'm really tired one, you know, coming into one night, or I've had a big day of work, and my body's pretty cooked, and just been giving myself the option to get into bed, set the alarm for seven thirty instead of you know four thirty five. Yep. And uh, and sleep through, and it's just um, yeah, I've I've found that I've been a lot more sort of calm and alert during the day, and I'm not hitting big crashes, and um, and yeah, just just feeling quite settled. Mm. Um, you know, it's funny how we can get into our own heads like you got to get to the gym every yeah. day or then it's a failure sort of thing or or I'm being soft or I'm not working hard enough, you know, I should be in there. Um, whereas sometimes it's it's good to sit back and just take it a little bit easier and, and let your body heal and get back to a, a place where you, you feel like you got plenty of energy and you're ready to go and that's sort of what I feel like I've done the last sort of two weeks and it's, it's um, yeah, it's been really good. And I don't know whether it's because of that that all of a sudden now I am sleeping, you know, first sort of couple of times like sleeping all the way through the night, you know. 
So which, how long, like, how long have you not been sleeping through the night for? Because oh. that's like <laughs> for mm. someone like in your situation that you don't have people waking you up, you don't mm. have kids or anything like. Are you just getting ready for what's to come maybe in the future? Yeah. <laughs> like, man, because tell you, you don't want to make the most of it. But, like, how long has that been going on? Yeah. I th- oh, it's not like a I – think, I think I just, like, haven't been, you know, sort of going to bed late ah, okay. and then having really early starts. It's sort of like you just get into that routine of, like, get you know, sleeping sort of five mm, to not, six it's hours. It's not enough. And it's not enough. But then when I tried to, you know, like I can remember when I had that real weird time where I was waking up, I was go- trying to go to bed early. So I'd go to bed at 8.30. I'd be waking up at 11.30, 12, like wide, wide awake. awake. And it was like just doing my head in. So um, so then you sort of revert back to going to bed late because at least you're waking up. At least you're getting to, yeah. the, to the time that you need to wake up. And I was sort of like, shit, like what is going on here? Like is this going to be a regular thing? Because it didn't. It sort of came up probably over the last six months, really. Mm. Like, um, you, it gradually, like, and before you know it, you're just yeah. like, I'm going to bed late. I'm, yeah. Like, I'm tired. I'm getting up. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, I don't know. Maybe, like, obviously the gym, like, I sort of settled into that 5 a.m. class for a while. And then I was, I was sort of just like pretty strict on that. And so I reckon that sort of screwed me like some days where I was just absolutely cooked. You needed to listen, but you weren't. to listen and I'm still yeah. getting up at four. So then you might have a nap during the day or whatever it was. But, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it feels good. Hopefully, hopefully it keeps going and, <laughs> and I keep, you know, feeling fresh and, um, what's yeah. it, uh, what's it feel like to give yourself permission to set your alarm later? Mm. Because like a lot of things I spoke with spoken about, uh, we've spoken about, mate. Mm. Like you can do whatever you want. No one's making you get up yeah. at that time. Yeah. We think we have to do these things, but actually allowing yourself the permission to do that. How's that felt? Well, it's funny. Like the first few times, it felt like you're, you're failing. You're failing. Yeah. Like I'm doing the wrong thing. Yeah. Like, like just because I'm, you know, I'm sleeping in and I'm <laughs> like, and I'm still, you know, I'm going to work and. It but sounds so silly when we say it, isn't it? it? But what it goes sounds, in your head? It's crazy <laughs> the stories you sort of t- like tell yourself. Um, but yeah, so so um, I don't know. It's it's funny how I literally felt like I was, you know, I shouldn't be doing this, and I should. And but I think then once I started seeing good results, like once I started feeling really good and fresh and sharp. Then I was like, oh, okay, it's actually doing me good. Like it's actually helping me rather than hindering me. And if I need to, I can go to the gym at lunchtime at work or, you know, blah, blah, blah. So it's, um, yeah, I've found just a bit more of a balanced sort of look at things has been helping the last couple of weeks. Mm. We'll see how that goes for the next little period. Well, you can only, uh, like we talk about, mate, live in the present mm. and at the moment uh, – you got here early. You're on. <laughs> uh, I come in flustered, ready to rock and roll. <laughs> Isn't it funny just how certain days or weeks just rolls a reverse? Yeah. Like it just. <laughs> yeah. I think that's life. That's why you isn't enjoy it? it when you're feeling good. Like. Yeah. Yeah. That's life, and everyone goes through up, through ups and downs. It's not a, a constant, you know, happy ride. And it's. I find that interesting for like people who you know, whether it's their job or whatever, like that are preaching, um, you know, I, th- I guess we're doing something similar, but we're also sort of being pretty honest about our down downfalls and our things that let us down and what we struggle with. But like, you know, for people that are just always on, mm. like I, f- I feel like, fuck, like if I was preaching, like you got to be super health, like if it was, you know, you're. Well, this, that's sort of like what I do. Yeah. Like, like I do, mm. I do share like stories where like, you know, my downs and ups and how I've got there. But essentially, and I try and say that I'm not perfect. Yeah. But the message I'm bringing across is things that you need to do. And I know I need to do it, but I don't always do it myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm honest with that. But, yeah, I do preach these things. And then I guess for you, like, you'd have, as you you say, you have your good weeks and your bad weeks. Mm. So on your good weeks, like, I'm sure it would be probably easy getting out there and going, yeah, let's go. Like, come (laughs) on, everyone. let's. But then when it's you're having a shit week, You've still got to get out there and put that same smile oh, yeah. and that same energy. You know, that's that would be really yeah, tough. Yeah, it's the same as you back in the day playing footy. Yeah. Like a lot of people that – like and I, it's a performance. So mm. when we're talking Eddie Perfect, 
He performs. Mm. Uh, you performed on a footy field. So jazz last week, mm. you know, it's exactly the same as when I get up and do a keynote or a workshop or whatever, I'm putting on a performance. Yep. A lot of people are in the same boat. Yeah. You know, like yeah, a nurse, a teacher, you, are, you know, life. like that doesn't matter how you feel. You still have to put that mask on. Yeah. Um, and everyone does it differently, but I think it feels so much nicer when you actually, oh, I'm like, mm. I'm ready to go today. Mm. And I know those days and I'm like, I am on. Yeah. And you just feel it better. Yeah. In, yeah, because yeah. we're our own worst enemy and yeah. judge and critic and that. No one else could probably tell yeah. because we're so good at just doing what we do and put that mask on. But yeah. I tell you what, it's nice when you uh, walk into that arena and you're on, mm. you know, particularly like the excited arena. That's it. Now, with that, here. Jacko, um, last week you introduced your good mate, Jez, and you stuffed up the start, mate. We always start by <laughs> asking someone what gets you excited I think you just got a little bit too excited and forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> I was very excited to be back with my good mate, Jezza Howe. Um, look, you can either look at it as a stuffer, Sidey, or you can look at the incredible save that I brought late in the piece. And, um, you know, I gave him the opportunity oh. to just settle in and really open up for our listeners. After want, an hour and ten minutes. I want our listeners to get the raw Jeremy Howe experience, the Collingwood Premiership hero who's fought back from incredible sort of uh, controversy and stress with his injuries and all the rest of it. So I just gave him a bit of time to settle. <laughs> I just gave him some time. Um, I know you love to start. You, you, this is one of your things. We don't just start with the with the you know hey how you going, but that's how I start. <laughs> hey mate, I'm uh, all for it. You start however you want. Yeah. I just really enjoyed that. Uh, you sort of forgot and then you uh, must have like had a light bulb moment. You're just, like, shit, I didn't ask a question that we get our guests to do because it's called the Overly Excited Podcast and you backtrack pretty quick. But anyway, it uh, you come back and I think that was probably um, the bit I liked most. And obviously I know Jez well as well, not as well as you, but uh, I know him quite well. I didn't um, realise how much he valued like giving and things like mm. that. And I know we're both similar and I really enjoyed him sharing that and talking about it. That was for me, that was probably my highlight. So to be honest, if you had asked that at the start, probably wouldn't have got said, the same footy, response. Goal. <laughs> I wasn't gonna start with that myself because I wanted <laughs> to just rip you. <laughs> I felt that. Yeah, I know, I know. But uh no, I did enjoy um yeah, I really enjoyed that. And um I think he yeah, just the whole episode for me was Really nice and particularly to hear yeah, his year because mm. as far as football goes, there's so many highs and lows in that. Um, but, yeah, and I, I'm sure you felt the same. I know I felt the same when, you know, him and Steelo and mm. a few other boys won the flag because you're invested, you know them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you're a friend, you're mates. Yeah. It's, it's a really nice feeling. And then to hear them share about it what it actually means to them and their family. Yeah. Oh, and I gold. loved how it was different for both of them and, yeah. and they both have different views on footy and life and, you know, like here in Steelo, just that's my everything. I want to play yeah. till I'm 100. And yeah. I'll just, whereas Howie's a bit more, you know, footy's not everything and, you know, um, life's more important. And, if you know, I was going through the injury and it was like, fuck footy, like I'm done, you know, I'm over this. It's not worth going through this pain just to play footy. And so to sort of hear those differing views but, to, you know, and then that's the – that's the challenge I reckon for coaches is to understand that everyone's different. Like Steely, you know, you could just talk footy, footy, footy and he loves it. And whereas how he might need to get away a little bit more and, you know, to hear that the pies, that's sort of what they offer to their players. They give them that opportunity to get away if they, if they need to. And, you know, if that's how you fill your cup, as they say, mm. um, what gives you energy? Um, yeah. I found that. Very, very interesting. But I think uh, that perspective on what's really important and it's like, you know, you hear a lot of people, I was the same, you have to go through a really bad experience to realise what really matters, mm. you know, and that's mm. like Steele hasn't had and a lot of players haven't had near what Jez had, you mm. know, with his infections of his arm and things like that. Yeah. So that's where that, that real, you know, different perspective comes on what's important. Yeah. Whereas when you don't have that, yeah, you can get caught up in your job, profession, family, whatever it is, because you don't have anything else to think about. But mm. when everything else is jeopardized, then it really makes everything a lot clearer and that clarity comes. Mm. Um, and I think that's like he, he mentioned that, you know, like particularly with Carly, like his wife, you know, that 
everything. Like he hasn't been the best because he's so fixated on footy and da da da. da. Yeah. And now it's just about his family and yeah. I don't know. I, thought I, it was, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not not the injury, like, no, but no. I, I found it really interesting. How it affected yeah. him and what, what really hurt him. Even when he was saying, like, he felt that little bit of shame mm. of Kalia seeing him struggling. That was, and That was sad. It was sad and yeah. it was like, but, like, for him to be that honest and tell us, you know, like, because he is such a proud, you know, man and he tries, he's got everything under control. He's got a bit softer though. And he's good at everything. He has, yeah. yeah. Um, he yeah. is very good at everything, yeah. like. And that's everyone probably sees uh, all the marks he takes and everything like that. You see mm. him in a golf ball. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. I had another interesting chat actually last week that I'd love to talk about. Love. Yeah, um, go for it. Remember I spoke about my cousin, Mitchie, who I sort of, you know, fucked up with a few times. Yeah. We actually had a really good catch up on Saturday and um, it was the first time we'd sort of hung out with, he didn't have his kid there with him for, you know, probably two years, two and a half years since you know, Keelan was pregnant and then they've had the kid and, you know, it's sort of the first time in probably over two years we've sat down and had a good chat and um, it was really interesting because, um, you know, the I guess what I'm trying, like this message is like it's amazing what we, the stories we tell ourselves that either other people are thinking about us or we think about ourselves or you know, so I, I just felt like I'd let him down that many times and he was fucking done with me and, you know, like we're at such different times of our lives where, you know, he's always my best friend forever, you know. But like, yeah, we have drifted apart and our lives are completely different. And I sort of felt like, oh, he's just over it with me. Um, and it was so interesting and I sort of, you know, we brought it up and it was like, like I just feel like we're, you know, that you'd hate me these days. Like you don't really want anything to do with me. And he was like, I feel like you fucking hate me. Uh, and, you know, you're the one, like all I want to do is see you and hang out with you. But then, you know, you go out and you fucking get pissed or whatever and you bail on a on something that we'd organised. What am I meant to think? And I was like, absolutely, like that makes point. complete sense. <laughs> yeah. But then I guess I sort of felt like, you know, well, I was the one organising a lot of that stuff and being the one putting in the effort to get it started and where's that coming from from your point of view and he's, you know, it was, um, yeah, it was just such a, a and, and the weight that like sort of came off my shoulders being able to have this conversation and just get out everything that we were thinking rather than keeping it to ourselves yeah. and bottling it all up. Um, you know, it was just one of the, and maybe that's a reason why I'm feeling so fresh and relaxed this week. And so, you know, because it's, you know, it was a huge sort of weight off my shoulders to feel like the person, you know, that I love the most in this world is still there in my corner, you know? So yeah. yeah what, was, uh, how did it like, how did it initiate? Like, did you dance around the subject a little bit? Like, or did you? Yeah, I think it wasn't like, like oh, I just bring it back to him. We because we had, you know, I don't mm. bring this up all the time, but mm. you know, we're, we're pretty on it. We just started and we spoke. Yeah. Whereas I think it's different when you've got a lifelong friend mm. and it, like you're both sort of on eggshells. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, uh, initially it was sort of there was a few people there, so it was sort of four of us: uh, Mitchy and his partner Keelan, and a good mate of ours, Schubert, and then we had um, Delart as well, another mate. So. But though it's we sort of yeah we were dancing around it there no we were just good to catch up and like let's just relax and it's Keelan and Mitchie's first time without Henry for a while so you know having a few beers and um and then once they sort of left and then it was sort of it was just me Mitch and Keelan and then we sort of started talking about it a bit and then Keelan went home to the kid and that was when we really sort of got into it nice um and it was um. You know, I think because we were having so much fun together and it was like, fuck, where has this been for yeah. so long? Like, because, and, you know, there's no blame whatsoever going on him or me or whatever, but having a kid there, it changes a lot of the dynamic. And oh. so whenever we're hanging out and the kid's been there for the whole time and and it's like, it's nothing, that, I love Henry more than anything too, but in my life I want to have Mitchie, my Mitchie as well, you know, yeah. like have that relationship with him that I've had for 32 years um and so like even just to sort of say that and then like I felt like oh 
you know, I felt like, oh, you were, you thought that maybe I was against the kid or not, want, not loving Henry. It's like, that's not the case at all. It's just I'll miss that relationship that we used to have. Mm. And I get that it's all obviously going to change. And it's, but we can still like just the moment, we, you know, yeah, we were sort of both enjoying it so much. It's like, fuck, where's this been, mm. you know? And I think I, I get that too because if I go somewhere now, like particularly catch up with my best mate Sputter, mm. I, like if it's a breakfast or a, like a lunch or something, like I normally take Sunny, like because mm. like, then it's – I can't just leave Bree with two mm. kids or if whatever, like particularly if it's a weekend. Yeah. Um, and it's different because you're not you're watching, yeah. you're talking, but you you're not you're not present. Yeah. So I'm like, what's this kid doing? Like he's like me, he's about to <laughs> jump on someone's table and they didn't have smashed Avo, but he's about to smash it. Like, do you know what I mean? So it's not as if I'm not trying to be present or there, but you're not. You're all over the shop and you end up doing yeah. a half-assed job of everything. Yeah. So I think you probably had such a good time because it, it was just you two, mm. no other distractions, mm. and that's how it used to be. But that's life doesn't – it won't be like that again. Yeah. But I suppose what's really important, I've got a couple of mates like this, you set time aside and it might only be once or twice a year you catch yeah. up, but when it is, you're on and it's so valuable. Like it's not like it used to be, but you then you end up putting more emphasis on it yeah. because it means so much more because you don't get that all the time. Yeah, and I, I think that's exactly it is like just and understanding that, that, you know, yeah, that the times of fucking having sleepovers Friday night <laughs> and hanging out and, you know, playing Xbox, they're gone. Yeah. But you can, you know, just to see even, you know, last Saturday, to see that you, we could have that interaction again. Because it was interesting because what he sort of said as well was he felt like, you know, I'm off doing all these crazy things and whatnot and if when we hang out, all he's – like he doesn't really have anything to say. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. And it, it was interesting sort of thinking about that. Like, you know, because for me that hadn't even ever even entered my mind. Like we we could talk for 24 hours about anything, basketball, cricket, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, But he – obviously felt that that his life was not as exciting and as entertaining. So, you know, then it's going to be hard to, you know. Well, I can empathise with that because I sit at home and I'm like, you lose your identity as an individual because you don't do anything. Like you don't, it's not that you don't do anything. I, I'll retract that. You don't do the things you used to. Mm. So it's a real big adjustment when your life changes and, you're at home, you're looking after your kids, you're there, it's full on, you're with your partner, rah, rah, and it's like Groundhog Day, day after day, mm. which is beautiful to be in that moment. But then when you see, you know, like yourself doing all these other things, it's not that you're jealous because your life's changed, but you're like, wow, like, wouldn't that be cool to talk about? Or I wouldn't mind doing that every now and then. Or like, I just, yeah, it's, it, it's different stages in your life mm. and it's, we assume things that that would be better or, I don't know, when things are tough. Because yeah. it doesn't matter where you are, you have tough times. But I think when you're particularly like, yeah, you the four walls of your house, mm. you're there a lot, particularly mm. with kids. Like, And that's probably where he's like, wow, I'm not leaving my house. And here you are, you know, travelling around, going to Sydney, going around, doing all the things you're doing. And he's, you know, wiping Ass five times a day, get spewed on and token powder, and he's got pseudo cream all over him. It's just my night. Just yeah. gone. That's what you were doing uh, about half an hour ago. Yeah, wasn't I was. Geez, I'm relaxed now. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Yeah, In yeah, the, yeah. Like, we well, should... I don't know. No, I know, but and I'm trying to. Yeah, yeah, you're I'm trying, trying to. Yeah, I yeah. do know. Yeah, I know. And I know. um, I were, yeah, a couple of mates in the same boat. Yeah. You're just like, I want to catch up and do the same things we used to, but I can't. Yeah. And so there's no new normal. I think like, maybe, I don't know what the normal is. There's yeah. none. But I think maybe just it's almost like what I've probably learnt with this is actually trying to acknowledge that and trying mm. to and then and then you can set a time, you know. And I know I don't know how hard it is when you got kids, whatever. But I think for people with kids, it's really important to give your mates that don't have kids time, mm -hmm. like give them your time. Yeah, just. And obviously it's not going to be all the time, but just like once every fucking month or whatever it might be, give them your full attention. Mm. And obviously for the people with without kids, it's like, you know. I when you know. get that time, don't fuck it up. Make the most yeah, of it. Or, or don't bail. 
Yeah. You know, like if they say yeah. this, you've got me. Yeah. You can't bail. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. and that's probably you probably understand that now. Yeah. Yeah, realizing how hard it is yeah. to get that little bit of a moment, even if it's a couple of hours. Like yeah. it sounds really simple, but it's like, yeah, mm. it's. And I'm going through the same thing with one of my mates. Mm. Like I want to catch up. And we we speak probably two or three, four times a week on mm. the phone. But you like, when are we going to catch up? It's mm. like oh, I don't know. I don't, mm. I don't have the answer. Mm. Yeah, like it's yeah. So yeah, it's and then a good also point. yeah, just being honest and saying like, you know, I I just. You know, just because your life has changed, I still really value you, and mm, I, I still, still love really you as a person. Love you and want you in my life. Yeah. So let's work out a way to do that because yeah. yeah, because both parties can probably feel like they're drifting apart, and it's they probably feel like oh they hate me, and they probably feel like they they don't like me anymore. And you know, if you can actually have that conversation and figure out like that's not actually the case, it's just circumstances have changed, and it's not it's not that it's just the way you used to be, you won't be doing the same things, but that doesn't mean that the affection and love and respect and trust and how much they mean to you isn't there. Mm. Um, it just means that the relationship going forward is different. You know, like those still things are there, but having that connection and seeing each other like you do mm. isn't nowhere near as much as it will be. And it'll mm. probably get less and less and less until you're probably older and then we'll get more and more and more again. Mm. Uh, like, and that's, mm. I don't know, it's a really hard thing to navigate um, because there's no right or wrong answer with it. And mm. it's really hard because you, you're you mourning. Like, and I've felt this. I'm mm. mourning the life I used to have because I've got a great new life and I'm so grateful for it. But I've lost my identity as a human being and a friend to those people mm. because my attention and energy now, I don't, it's not that I don't have time for them. I just can't fathom being away because it's not fair for the boys or my wife, mm. you know? So I don't know. It's, it's a really, it's a juggling act. And that's mm. why having those conversations or when you do get that time, Oh, you, you really want to soak it up. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Um, all right, let's move on. Um, now oh. we've got, uh, no, we're going to, you've got a really, I'm, I'm interested to see where this quote goes. I like, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, before we do that, you, and I love this. We had, our Instagram blew up, Jacko. <laughs> now, Frieza, my lovely wife, thought, uh, even though I don't leave the house, as we should spoke about, thought, geez, what's going on here, Dale? Your phone is lighting up. <laughs> and I'm like, it's, uh, yeah, the joint Instagram. Uh, Jacko's put it out there that uh, he's got a lot of tickets. And uh, once- we got stage shows, we got musicals, we've got gigs, we've got everything, and we've off- offered it out to the listeners. And... The response. Yeah, it was very, very good. Sort of, we thought we might be getting one or two, you know, just creeping in there saying, you know, yeah, I'll come if you have to, you know. Watsy's obviously lonely, got no one to, no one to bring. But we got a nice little response well, we on, did, the, on the we old did. overly excited Instagram. So, so we've decided, Jacko, we'll put them in a hat yep. um, and we'll just pick a random one. And, yep. and underneath each name, uh, it's got the show that they wanted to go to. Okay. Um, so I've got him in a hat here, mate. Okay. Do you want to pick one out? All right. go? Here we go. Dig deep, big boy. Whoop. There we go. Who's the lucky winner of a show? Okay, we have Riley Thompson to a musical. Oh, okay. Okay, we'll What's... have to look into that. Thank you, Riley, for uh, for coming on board. We should really have, have uh, had a look and seen... What Riley wrote to us. That was the whole thing, wasn't it? It was. Let me just, just give me two seconds. I'll just check the. Uh... <laughs> you can uh, we'll get that get up there. Up and... So, Riley, we will uh, we will reach out to you. Hopefully, uh, as you said, you're an avid listener of yeah. the Overly Excited podcast. Um, okay. Do you have that up there, Jack? Here we go. Yeah. All right. So, Riley, Riley's one of her passions is musicals. Oh, there we She's go. She's actually been in three musicals. Oh, so like you're, you keep getting musical people want to be a tree. Well, maybe Riley, Riley you, could help you. She might be able to get me on stage <laughs> at some. Maybe uh, Eddie Perfect, Riley, and I, we could be starting something special here. But she loves meeting new people. That's what life's about. That's what I'm about. So, Riley, thank you very much. Um, let's find a musical. Yes. I've got plenty, yeah. I can't decide right now. You know, we'll have to sort of have, to have a discussion about that. You plan out the dates and everything like that. But uh, I must admit I 
I um after when you pulled that out, then I went inside and spoke to Bray about it. I'm like, it's the most random thing I've ever heard, and I loved it. Like I was all for it. No, I was, <laughs> you I was didn't like, know. You think it's you think it's weird. No, I just I think it's I would just wouldn't do it. Mm. But I like doing other types of acts of kindness. Mm. I but that's what I mean. I was actually like, it made me think, and I was like, that's really cool. But I personally probably wouldn't like. Out of your comfort well, zone. Well, out of my but... comfort zone. I like meeting new people, being in different situations. Mm. But probably like your mate Mitchie, I don't really get out much now. So when I do, I want to be so specific with how I do it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So probably that's probably where I was coming from. Yeah. But that's why when you said yeah. it, I was like, and I thought about it, I thought, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? That's great. Well, we'll uh, Ryan and I, we will have a nice little movie musical uh, night and we'll report back to the Overly Excited podcast. I look forward to that. So, Riley, we'll reach out to you. Now, Jacko, you have uh, – we always want something. Like mm. we do – mate, we've spoke for half an hour about nothing. We find <laughs> it very – we find it very easy. Just, very easy. Yeah. As long as you – I literally don't have any notes or anything. And uh, you sent me a text – You've sent me a couple, actually. One was a little bit political and I'm like, oh, man, I don't really like talking about politics. It's uh, <laughs> sort of where I stop. But I would have gone there if you wanted to, but you brought something else. Do you mm. want to – I'll pass it over to you, great man. Well, I've, have I got the quote actually up? I sent it to you today, didn't I? You did. Um, um, it was uh, – So it was Keanu Reeves and it basically came up. He talks about he doesn't even engage in discussions anymore. And the quote was, if someone comes up to me and says one plus one equals five, I just say, you're right, and I move on. And I just found that such an inch. I mean, Keanu Reeves is a bit of an idol of mine, you know. Mr. Why, before that, why? Like, well, why is he an idol? It's funny because I think, you know, I'm only going off little snippets that I've seen on, you know, social media and yeah. all the rest of it. But, you know, from what I've seen, he comes across as just the, the most caring sort of guy. And he's been through you know, crazy trauma in his life with his, you know, wife dying and his, a lot of death in his family around him and, you know, crazy sort of trauma and yet he's still a really nice person even though he's got all the money in the world and he's... That doesn't make you happy though, the money. But No, not at all. Yeah. But, but it probably gives you, you know, you probably... Probably helps. When you've got that, you can be a bit of a dick, can't mm. you? Because you're like... You know, you can a lot of people with money think they're above everyone else and they're more important and they're this and they're that and their time's more important and blah blah blah. And just seeing all this stuff of Keanu Reeves, like, you know, giving his seat up on the tra- on yeah, the train. I've seen to, him catch like the Metro. Yeah, and, and like, you know, buying all his stunt doubles, you know, whatever, giving them holidays and just giving up half his salary to, you know, female leads and because, you know, they should have be paid the same, all that kind of stuff, which you know, is I just admire. And then, yeah, just to see this quote, it's like it sort of just made me think a lot about life today and how I guess like separated everyone is. Like it's it's their way or the highway, you know. It's like and and I mean I've just said I like Keanu Reeves because I've seen a bunch of shit on the internet. Yeah, but, but that's, like, a, that's all you've got though. It is. But you then, don't know anything else. But then like people who read shit on the internet on certain issues, it's like, that's right. And mm-hmm. that's, and so, yeah, I, I just found it interesting. I was interested on your views of like, you know, how much do you even engage these days when someone's got a different view to you or a view that you don't agree with? Um, you know, it does get a bit difficult. Like it, when they're so sure in their views and, and opinions. Um, yeah, it's, it's, um, but I feel like that's sad because it's one of the things I love doing most is like debating things and putting things out there like, oh, what about this, you know? Yeah. I get where you're coming from and I can see where you – Yeah, but you that's s- – normally that's not the case, mate. But not many people. No, yeah. people aren't saying that. No. They're saying their opinion yeah. and they're not listening. Even when you're talking, they're not mm. – if someone – if I'm chatting to someone and they're just talking at me, then that's exactly the same. One plus one equals five. Good on you, mate. Catch you never. Yeah. Like that's great. <laughs> like literally, see ya. I've got yeah. better things we do with my time. Yeah. Uh, but where's the line between sometimes you're like, no, like mm. it just hits a chord with you and you're like, nah, that's wrong. But they're mm. the sort of person, and I agree with what he's saying, I, mm. it doesn't matter what you say, they've got an issue or they're so yeah. fixated. And you talk about empathy a lot, walking in someone else's shoes. 
Yeah. Having empathy is being able to listen. Listen. You know, and if they're saying that and not taking your point of view or even considering it, mm. it to, to, be, to be able to walk away is another strength on its own. Mm. For him to be able to say that, mm. because it's all well and good for us to talk about it now, and I agree, I would do that too, but in the heat of the moment, a situation, ah, yeah. no, it's not, man, it's yeah. two. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. like, <laughs> and that, that was stupid? Like, exactly, <laughs> like that. As you said, like listening, how and because it, it made me think of myself. It's like I like we all like to think that we are someone and we we do the right things, but it made me think like how many times do I listen to someone when they're speaking, but I've already got what I want to say in my head, and I'm just waiting for them to finish what they're saying so I can say my piece. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I do. Before you're actually listening and you're actually taking in what they say, you've already formed your. Yeah, it's just it's a funny one. So it was, it was sort of like something for me just to have a think about and and sort of, you know, a little improvement area for the week just to, you know, try to to listen and take other people's opinions in and um, yeah, give them the time. I and I totally agree with that, and I think that's where um, why podcasting is so good. And you've picked it up; you're a natural because you don't come with a lot of questions. Mm. That you know you've got a fair idea where you want to go and a different you understand the person or the topic or whatever, but because you don't have questions, when they're talking, you're listening, you're not thinking about that question you're going to ask them. Mm. And it's I feel it's exactly the same. Like if you're talking, you're not learning. Yeah. And I mate, and people that know me, like Dale, you <laughs> like that is all I used to do. Yeah. And I'm still probably not the best at it, but I'm aware of it. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the key. If you're aware of something and you're trying to actively change it and get better at it, it's people that aren't aware of it are the ones that are going one plus one equals five. Yeah. Because they've got no idea. And so that's what I mean. Don't waste your time. And I, I agree with uh Mr. Neo the Matrix there. Yes. Like he it, you're not going to change them because they're not they're not aware yeah. that they're doing something that's not considerate of the other person. Mm. And then, but then it's interesting because, God, we're getting deep here. No, but, but this is good. Yeah, it's but, better than talking about politics. Yeah. Well, I'm almost getting <laughs> oh, there. Oh, no, right? here we go. Because <laughs> it's funny because like I talk about like I just barely watch the news, right? I just stay away from it. It's all negative and blah blah. blah. But I was having a conversation recently where someone was saying that you know, that's such a privileged position to be in, to not stay up with current affairs and to not. And so whereas for me, I'm like, I'd so much rather just not let, because it is just so negative. And I'm not saying that I don't feel bad and I don't have empathy and I'm not, I wish things were different over and, you know, everywhere around the world, it's crazy shit going on. Yeah. But to let it like destroy me as a person and to make me feel shit. Well, you can't change it. I, exactly. Yeah. But if everyone was like me and just said, oh, fuck it, I'm not, I'm just gonna choose to ignore it, then no good action would come. You know, you need those people That's fighting the good di- fight. We're all different. Yeah. It's- but why, and this is my thing, why does someone have an opinion on. Like, why is that person allowed to have an opinion on whether I'm doing whether you're watching it or not, and whether that's a good or bad thing, or where you need to change? I guess because you don't prob- have an opinion on them saying you need to stop watching this nah. because it's all negative. Yeah, no one has the right to tell you what to do. No, nah. but, but I guess their argument would be, well, we I need more people helping me to help the world be a better place. Just be a nice person. Mm. That's like I'm the same. Mm. Um, Bree, my wife, love every day listens to these podcasts and brilliant, you know, and about current affairs, everything going on. And mm. um, brilliant. I don't really, I'm the same as you. Mm. I couldn't care less because it's like politics. It's like so many things, Jacko. You can't change it. So why let it consume you or take up your energy or make you angry? But they would say you can change it. Politics is the voice of the people. Oh, no, you know, we got to know what they're talking about so that you can vote because your vote matters. Yeah, but it's and I'm not. saying, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, I, I just, my thing is like, if that makes you happy and, you know, being up to date with things, awesome. Mm. For me, and I'm very similar to you, I don't care. Mm. I'd rather consume myself with something positive. And I think I don't, it's not that I don't care. I think it's more, I know that watching negative 
you know, mainstream media constantly just does not do good things for me. So, mm. you know, and I just learned that a long, long time ago and it's like I'd rather, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's like that, it's not caring. It's understanding yeah, you still care that for people I still and care and I look at what's going on and it makes me sad, but by watching that it's not going to change the narrative and it's just going to make me sad as well mm. and it's not going to actually do me any good. Yep. So I'd rather not watch something yeah. and consume myself doing something fun. Or because I think it definitely does consume, like some people go way too far yeah. and it consumes them so much that they're constant and they doubt everything and they hate everyone and they are negative about every situation because they've read, you know, or whatever it might be. So... But yeah, it's just it's a it was a it's a tough sort of balancing act I find because you need those people who are who are fighting the good fight and go and going in there and protecting the minorities and you know not allowing people to take advantage of of other people and whatnot and I'd like I'd try I'd like to think that I'd do that in my daily life and but you know on a larger scale I probably have not quite you know yeah but that's mm. where everybody's got a different purpose in life. And what that purpose is, nobody's here to judge. Mm. You're doing a podcast helping people. You mm. do nice things. Like that's mm. your way of giving back. doesn't mean that you need to be on the front line doing protests mm. or watching all the news, consuming every bit of data, information mm. that is out there to understand what's going on. Mm. You're aware of what you need as a human being and you're able to give back and provide to other people and mm. be the best possible version of yourself. Mm. That's for me. But I think the big thing is everyone is different. If we're all the same, it'd be a horrible place. Mm. So don't – you should never tell someone that they need to watch the news or yeah. like if they want to, grass, good, go for it. That's amazing. Yeah. That's what you need and that makes you happy. Yeah, Do yeah, it. Yeah. Like that's, that's why there's so many different outlets these days to get whatever you need or to voice or anything. Mm. Um, I just comes back again to not judging. Yeah. You know, be happy with what you're doing and if someone else is doing something different, then you're not walking in their shoes. Just maybe sit back and think, all right, well, that's what they need each day. That's allowing them to be the person they are and that's all that really matters. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, interesting one. <laughs> interesting one. But yeah. I do agree with Keanu. I'm going gonna, gonna <laughs> to keep that in the back of my mind. One plus one equals five. See you later. See you. <laughs> <laughs> Catch you never, mate. <laughs> Seen good. <laughs> Yeah, oh. yeah, it's an interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. It's just the other stuff. Like, what is what is enough? Like, wh and that's probably the hard question. That's why I like your attitude of, you know, like do what you can do. You can't tell anyone else to. You can tell them, but they're not going to listen. They've got to come up with the idea, or they've got to want to change themselves. Yeah, it's like telling people that, oh, you need to exercise. You need to eat healthier. You need to go to bed earlier. Mm. Oh, cool. That's mm. your opinion, not mine. And it's until you actually figure that out and want to actively yeah. change it yourself, it's yeah. not going to change. And that's where education comes in, isn't it? And that's probably the best form of, you know, that I would say with all that stuff, like with physical fitness and health and all the rest of it. It's like if you can actually educate someone on why this is really good for them and they can see what it, the effects that it might have and the benefits. Once they, Once you start seeing benefits – it's a lot easier to get into a bit of a role with stuff, isn't it? So, Well, and that's that's where feeling it, you know, like actually feeling it or going through it mm. instead of just being told what to do. Yeah, and I think that's what I try and do with the work I do is you give people an experience and like, oh, wow, actually that did change something because we all know what we need to do. Yeah. And if you tell someone they're going to resent that, oh, what do they know? Oh, it's easy for them. I'm not going to do that. That's fine. Yeah. But – people need to come to that understanding or judgment of themselves. Mm. And we all need to, and we rebel when someone tells us what to do. Yeah. started at a young age. Well, I can just see it now with my kids. <laughs> Far out. <laughs> I tell you, my son keeps telling me one plus one equals five. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck me, is it? Until Keanu tell me it's not. I'm just going to walk away from him now. And I'm like, no, it's not. Catch you never, man. Catch you never. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Oh shit, that's good stuff. <laughs> that's good stuff. We covered stuff. a lot of game there, Jacko. That's uh oh Well, what the other thing that happened during the week, Sidey. Yeah. 
I finished my second uh, novel. <laughs> I really like Akatar. Akatar to all my Akatar uh, f- fans out there. Um, I've just finished uh, the second novel. I'm on to the third. What was the second? Mist and Fury, and now I'm on to Wings and Ruin or something. Um, but my God, it got heated. I tell you what, towards the end of the second novel, Were wow. Were you reading it in a cafe again? Oh, no, I made sure I was tucked up in bed so <laughs> for no particular reason, but just made sure I was on my own um, oh. in the solitude of my bedroom. Did they have these in an audio book? Oh. Did they have like... Fuck, if there was... Oh, Imagine I'm reading it to you. Fuck. Oh. That could be anything. <laughs> But so this, I'm really, really excited for this one because my housemate actually said that this is her favourite and another friend of mine that's read them all said this is this one's her favourite. So bring it on. Wing, wings and and Ruin, I think it's called. So Can I ask how you got into this? Was it your housemate that recommended it? Or like how do you, like, how do you find a fairies yeah. and dragons? Well, and- it was a friend of mine, um, a good friend of mine, she... She suggested I read Fourth Wing because she knew that I'd love it. You know, she was halfway through it. She's like, you will love this book. You know, it's right up your alley. She knows all my, you know, the sci-fi love and all the rest of it. So do you like like Star Wars and stuff? Oh, my God. Really? Oh, my God. See, I've never watched it. Yeah. So, so good. I mean, if you didn't grow up on it, I think it's hard to... I just don't don't get it. And I've tried to watch a little bit. uh, It's not... Like, I don't mind. Like, that's cool. Mm. But for me... Nah, I'd rather watch a true story or a romantic comedy, mate. Yeah. Give me uh, Meg Ryan any day. You mm. know, like... Uh, Meg Ryan. Chum age bit there. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just... That's just not me. Yeah. I mean, I th- I just think, like, using your imagination and these, like, Star Wars is just... It's so far from... You know, it's... I don't know. It's like the dreamer in me. Like, I just wish that I was... Like, there was more to this world and galaxy that, you know, the magic and the... All the rest of it, you know, so that that's – and I grew up on it. My auntie got, you know, she was a mad Star Wars fan, so I grew up on the originals. So and she painted it and just ingrained it in oh, you. Oh, every time I, at Nana's place after school, you know, we're putting – which Star Wars can we <laughs> – you know. So um, that was pretty special. And now, obviously, it's – it's um, Disney have taken over and it's sort of hitting its straps again with our, our Lord and Saviour, Dave Filoni, taking the, taking the reins and – Bringing it back to the George Lucas Star Wars. Anyway, I won't do get into you that. do you find watching or reading more captivating, or do they mm. both offer different sensory appeals? Yeah. I, I find like a, a an incredible book is like undefeated. Mm. You can't like you can't once you get into a book like deep into a book can't put it down. And it's just like because I've got. You, you can make up the world in your own head. You know, you can sort of form, like they give you the the outline, but you can form the characters yeah, and you can yeah. form the, you it's know. It's not on the screen for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So I don't know. I've always like any, even any book that I've ever, ever read, um, read that has been turned into a movie, it's like the movie always falls always. a bit flat. Yeah, because the book's probably like 10 hours. Yeah. Like in particular if it's trend, if it's on an audio book, most yeah. good books are 10 to 15 hours. Yeah. A movie's two max. Yeah, exactly. You so know, they're so cutting things out. Yeah, big time. You know, whereas they can really build that narrative yeah. through a book. Yeah. And that's what a good book does. Exactly. Um, exactly. Oh, there you go. So new book, new. So I'm literally five, six pages in and there's all there's drama. There is <laughs> it's happening. She's gone, she's let she's gone for with the other one, and oh my god, there's a love triangle and there's oh, shit. She's now a fairy and now her sisters. Oh, my God, I won't give it away because I know that our listeners are, are uh, very captivated by Akatar. But oh. So I think we've got three to go. We've got three, four, five. I think it's like three, then four is like a little half book and then the fifth one. Oh, very exciting, so, man. It's, uh, I, do you know what? I reckon that would be helping you sleep as well. Yeah, yeah. It would be... Really helping you getting sleep. off the Instagram scrolling Scro- and well, just that blue light. That's so true. Yeah, yeah. Well, they do recommend reading ten pages a night. I'm guessing you're reading a lot more than ten because yeah. you're nearly half out the door ready to go <laughs> already. <laughs> <laughs> and we got the uh, sequel to Fourth Wing coming out next week, so oh. I'm going to have to get through these five books so I can get straight onto that. <laughs> oh, plenty of reading to well, do. Well, as always, Jacko, it's uh, another. 
cracking episode, mate, where we come in and we talk. I think we covered a lot of different topics, particularly I really like talking about the changes and just because we're both males, mm. the same for mums and things like that and, and, you know, females that aren't a mum, like mm. how much your world changes. But, yeah, just – and it probably comes back to that one plus one equals five, like just understanding that because someone's situation is different doesn't mean that the love and care isn't there. Mm. And it's interesting because we're both in the different stages yeah, that we're time. talking about. Yeah, you know, yeah. like you, you've got the kids and the family, and and I and I don't. So we're both right in the heart of that sort of, um, you know, that change. And um, yeah, it it is a difficult one when your best mates, mm. you know, their whole life and their situation change. And I guess like if you sort of understand what it's like to be on this side of the fence, whereas we don't, we can't yeah, understand what a- it's like. That's a very good point. Mm. And I must admit, I a couple of mates had kids early. Mm. I I was like, and mm. I was the worst. Like, Come just, on, mate. Yeah, like surely just leave the kid, you know. like Yeah. Um, and I, you can't go back in life or change things, but I think I'm aware of that now. And that's why I'm very passionate about talking about it because I was not a good friend mm. by saying that, mm. you know. And I was doing exactly what we've been speaking about tonight, telling someone what they should do. It, that yeah, yeah, it anyway, I, I can't I can't change that. No. But I can talk about my experiences and own it. Mm. Um, yeah, and I think that you you don't know something until you're in it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. And yeah. that's where the self awareness and the listening and everything else we spoke about is so important because even though even when you're not in it, if you have that mindset of all right, I want to try to understand you, and I I'm not going to fully understand, but at least I can show you that I care and show you that I'm trying to understand the difficult situation that you're in. Um, you know, it's, it's so important rather than as we speak about all the time, it's like being so sure of yourself and that your way is the right ways is, is a really tough position to take a lot of the time. And, and it's, you know, I don't think it's the right one. So that's mm. never the right one. If mm. you're so headstrong on that, you're right. Mm. Yeah, it's like a lot of things we're talking about tonight then you miss out on so many opportunities and people will say, catch you never. Yeah. I think that's uh, a very yeah. nice way to finish. But, uh, Jack, oh, well, thank you for uh, the competition as well, Riley. Oh, Riley, look out. I'm uh, sure she is very what excited I, about that. I've got that. Chicago, I've got Mamma Mia, <laughs> and I've got uh, what else is coming out? Wicked. Wicked. I've got Wicked tickets. So, Riley, take your pick. <laughs> That's not a bad, that's a bloody good prize, mate. You're a very caring, giving man, Jacko. I do appreciate that and uh, I love that challenge. I'll, I'll have to come up with another one. Yes. I, I don't know what it'll be. I'll, uh, I'll think of something. I, uh, Maybe I'll think of something yeah, for you and okay. then you can think of something for me. To... I like that. That's cool. I, was, uh, I, I like um, random like challenges where you have to do something that's mm. not about you but it's about somebody else. You've got to sort of put yourself out there. Yeah. I don't know. Think, think of something. Okay. I'm, I'm always open to doing things. Bring it on um, next week. Anyway, you bring something to the table. I look forward to it. Listeners, as always, thank you very much for being here. Jacko, pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Outstanding. Outstanding.